0: Hey there, you're listening to another episode of the Choose to Think Podcast. I'm Victoria Walker, and boy, do I have a sweet treat in store for you today. But first, if you haven't already, please take one moment to subscribe to this podcast. It's free. I'd also appreciate it if you would rate, share, and write a review for me. Your words of encouragement are so valuable to me. I also have a listener support tab just in case you would consider helping me to help others learn about God and His Word and find inspiration and hope in their journey to choose to think. Recently, I interviewed The Shining Star Elizabeth Jones from Sweet Paradise Baking Company in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Two years ago, Elizabeth launched her biz and hasn't looked back. What fascinated me the most about this interview was Elizabeth's poise, her sincerity, humility, work ethic, family, and parenting values, and her attitudes about productivity and gratitude. She comes from a long line of entrepreneurs in her family, a tagline she considers to be a huge generational blessing. You need to know that her cookies are baked fresh the day she delivers, and she uses only the finest ingredients. Her cookies are deliciously huge, made from scratch, Trust me, I've tasted Sweet Paradise Baking Company cookies, and they are undeniably worth their weight in gold. Elizabeth ships out of state via FedEx, has a cookie of the month, and her clients range from new and repeat customers, friends, and family to larger businesses and special event organizers. Placing an order couldn't be easier. Her Sweet Paradise Baking Company Facebook contact information, as well as her food blog link called Pithy's Kitchen, are all in the show notes. Here, you'll also find her direct phone line for ordering, as well as information regarding the Kentucky Cottage food laws. Our chat was oh so much more than cookies. I think you'll walk away jazzed not only about how Elizabeth does business, but how she does life and it couldn't be sweeter. Let's dive in.
1: I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where I'm from. And my husband and I started dating in high school. So we're high school sweethearts. And we got married the weekend after we graduated from college. And We moved away from Lexington for a little while, and I just really had this desire to um, go to law school. And I had had that desire since I was a teenager and just believed that that was something that God put within me. So eventually, not immediately after college, but eventually I had the opportunity to go to law school, and I loved it. Not everyone loves law school, but for some reason I just did. But it's also a very stressful time. And we had our first baby during finals week of my first year of law school. (laughs) I really think that I used baking as a stress reliever during that time. And so I had always liked to bake chocolate chip cookies, always, for as long as I can Mm -hmm. remember. And... So, I during that time in law school, I perfected my chocolate chip cookie recipe, <laughs> and nowhere on my mind was a business. I was just doing this for fun. My husband and I enjoyed it. I would. I would keep the little frozen dough balls in in the freezer, and we'd pull out a couple at night when I got home from class and bake them and have warm chocolate chip cookies at night. <laughs> I <laughs> learned sure. to love the kitchen from my mom, and not just baking, but um, cooking for my family. And I it's it's always been one of the things that's most important to me, and that has what that looks like has changed as the years have gone by. For mm-hmm. The first five years of our marriage, it was just me and Matthew, and then we added our first baby. And so the way I cook just has kind of evolved, um, just has life has changed. But I love being in the kitchen, and I I do. I love cooking. I love baking, and I, I definitely get that from my mom and generations before her.
0: I bet. Remind me, Elizabeth, how many children do you have? I'm, I'm wanting to say Five.
1: Yes. So Matthew and I have
0: five. Yes.
1: And
0: okay. Yes. Our well, oldest. And how is. many little furry creatures do you have? Critters? Do you have?
1: Oh, Victoria. <laughs> so, we have three dogs, two cats, a guinea pig, and a rabbit.
0: Oh my goodness! Let's see. What do you need? You need fish and frogs, maybe. I'm pulling have... for a horse. So. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> We're well, we'll oh, going big. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to the food and your love for for cooking and baking. Also you have a food blog. Is that correct? Or is it called a blog, a food blog? Or it is. What tell us about when did you start that? Yes. So when I finished law school,
1: um we had a three year old and a one year old and The weekend that I graduated, I decided that I wanted to start a food blog. And just kind of the reasoning behind that, I, as I said, I've always enjoyed cooking for people and making people meals and entertaining, having people for dinner. And as I have done that, I will use recipes from books and from family members, but I always put my own spin on it. It's just one of those things that I always tweak it to make it my own. And I have had people a lot through the years say, I need that recipe. But then I can't tell them what I did because I don't even remember what I did. And so the blog was birthed to try to remind myself of how I make a dish. And so I have done that. I did that consistently for a number of years. And then as we kept having babies, that has has fallen off a little bit, but I still do it occasionally and I enjoy it.
0: When did you start Sweet Paradise Baking Company? When did that actually come off the ground? And then could you talk about the the legislation? Because I signed that petition. I remember, was it two years ago or something like that when the petition yeah. was going through?
1: That's about right. Yes, right about two years ago, the cottage food law went through. And that enables a person from their home to uh, bake goods and sell them from their home without having a commercial kitchen and without being inspected uh, by the health department, which is thank you for your work on that, because your work on that and other people like you has enabled people like me to run a home-based business. And the thought is, the thought behind it is that there is so little risk of foodborne illness from baked goods that there is an exception in that area with the cottage food law. And so, I launched uh, Sweet Paradise Baking Company in November of 2018. And one day I was driving to school to pick up my children and I called my husband and I said, I think I'm going to start a business. And he said... (laughs) Okay, and <laughs> I gave him my idea, and he said, "I think you can do it." And he has been nothing but supportive and encouraging, and just so sweet about it all. I am so thankful for how he has embraced um, my idea and what what I have decided to do. And up just leading up to that point, I have when I make people a meal or take people food. I would always include cookies just because I enjoy baking them. And so I'd always put those in there. And for years, people have said, you need to sell these. You need to sell these. These are the best cookies wow. I've ever had. You need to sell these. And I always just laughed it off and thought, that's ridiculous. I i don't even know how to sell cookies. And one day, just like I said, driving to school, I thought, "This is. I'm doing it. This is time. And I have not looked
0: back. It's been it's been really fun. Wow. So what is Matthew's favorite cookie? (laughs) Well, I think
1: it always was chocolate chip. But then last spring, I did a cookie of the month, one month, and I did peanut butter. And honestly, I expected that to be a one-month thing and then off the menu onto something else. And that has probably been the biggest surprise since I started Sweet Paradise Baking Company is the peanut butter cookie is my number two seller. People love it. It's almost as requested as my chocolate chip, which my chocolate chip cookie is the one that I started with at first. That was all
0: I had to offer. And And I can tell you there, we just love them. Yeah. Your peanut butter cookie has, I think you have peanut butter chips in there or something little, man, they are amazing. Although I think I was going to land on the macadamia nut one and as far as although the oatmeal raisin was good too I had like these little bites I'm like man I gotta watch this and just have a little teeny bite of all of these because that could get out of control very quickly but they were well, just absolutely scrumptious so I, my I philosophy want- in life is to go big or go home and so
1: <laughs> I make really big cookies because that is just the way I do it
0: <laughs> yeah they're big they're like four in one I'm like okay let's divide this out and just have you know a little taste here so um i wonder i have been thinking a lot about how you market because it seems like your company has organically evolved and because i you know you've got presence on facebook and then of course you have the pithy's kitchen the food blog uh, connection there i don't know how much traffic that you you know or clients you get from that, but is it mainly, ha- have you grown or are you growing, uh, just by word of mouth or is the, did the Facebook uh, page give you a lot of traction or how, how mm. has that looked for you?
1: So honestly, the marketing has been um, just a lot of organic growth. At the very beginning, I made several dozen cookies. I packaged them individually and I put my little Sweet Paradise Baking Company sticker on them and I handed them out everywhere. I took them to Bible study. I took them to church. Mm. I took them to friends and I took them to a few businesses just with my car, business card down inside and a chocolate chip cookie inside. And that was a huge help as I was starting out. And, you know, it's really I think one of the things that I expected the least is just how kind people are and they're so encouraging. And I've just appreciated that so much along the way that, people that I've maybe known from my past and then lost touch with, I have I have reconnected with through cookies. And wow. I just I didn't expect that. And that has been a really sweet blessing. And it's also been such a blessing to See how excited people are to when you start. It's just a little business, and people are excited and supportive, and I've I've really appreciated that. So yes, back to your question, I did do that. Just starting with uh, people that I know in my circles, and starting there, and then they have told people, and then I did set up a Facebook business page.
0: And before we continue, let's take a quick break from our sponsors. Welcome back to the show. In the concluding segments of this episode, Elizabeth describes in delicious details the cookie she's currently baking. We also discuss business plans as well as her personal take on parenting and life. Let's listen.
1: Currently, I have chocolate chip, which, as I mentioned, that is the bread and butter of my business. People love those. I use three different types of chocolate in my chocolate chip, which is which is one of the things that sets it apart. And I make them really big, and the insides are really soft and gooey almost and then the outside's kind of crisp to give a contrast of texture and so i have chocolate chip and then peanut butter and as you said the peanut butter they have peanut butter chips in them because i believe if you're going to do it you do it big so we just (laughs) drove the peanut butter flavor home with those and i also have snickerdoodles which those came about because that is my brother's favorite cookie. And they're fun to make. It's old-fashioned and... Uh, my grandmother made those. So I enjoy making snickerdoodles. And then I have oatmeal cookies, which I do three different ways. I do a classic oatmeal that is nothing added. It is my dad's number one cookie. And it is my, it's a take on my great grandmother's recipe. So I've been making those for a really long time. And then I will also do an oatmeal raisin and an oatmeal chocolate chip. So just kind of some variations on that cookie. And that is about as healthy as I get, Victoria.
0: (laughs) The oats, the oats, they save
1: us. The oats, (laughs) yes. Oh, and before I forget, also uh, white chocolate macadamia nut that you already mentioned. And those have been a huge hit. I don't think I realized how much people really love those. And then I've done a few other flavors throughout the year. I've done a Salted turtle, which is chocolate chip with caramel and um, pecans, and then sea salt, uh, kosher salt sprinkled on top. Mm. And those were a huge hit. So I've done some other varieties through the year, but the chocolate chip, peanut butter, snickerdoodle, oatmeal, and white chocolate macadamia nut, those have been been the, the ones that I've really stuck to the most that have been the biggest sellers. You know, I'm in a really sweet spot right now where I'm kind of in, you know, starting my second full year. And so I have last year to look back on and see how it is an ebb and flow business. And December, Mm -hmm. I literally don't think I turned my oven off for more than about five minutes. (laughs) Wow! But then in January, you know, people go on Whole30, they're doing keto, everybody's watching their calories, everybody's watching their pocketbooks. So it's been much slower, which honestly has been fine with me. And so just watching the ebb and flow of last year, I'm interested to see what it looks like this year. And last May, also known as Maycember for people with the children in school. Mm -hmm. It is an insane month. That was a huge month for my business, and that was a huge blessing. So just seeing how things go and watching this year, if the trend seems to stay the same. And as far as long term, I don't know that I have one place that I want to go. One of the things that I am kind of hopeful about is that As you mentioned, we have five children. Our oldest is 11, and then they're about every two years apart. So our baby is three. And I have a hope that what I am doing is setting an example for our children. Uh, Because I mentioned law school, but I I did sit for the bar. I am licensed in the state of Kentucky. But at this point, my husband and I have decided that it's best for me to be home Taking care of our family, and so all that to say, I hope that I'm setting an example for my children that you can be creative and you can use the gifts that God has given you, and I can still be home and take care of and take care of my family the way I'm called to do right now. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, my two oldest are they're both girls, and maybe this is something that they can take over in a few years. And so I just I'm open to see it going different places, and
0: right now, I'm really enjoying where i am that's that's amazing that's so inspiring too i I admire um how you're how you're all this is kind of unfolding for you and how you're doing this as a family and you're you're having fun. It doesn't sound super stressful, although I'm sure that it is. Um, If your oven kind of didn't go off very much in December, (laughs) did you, what, what was the hardship in that? Because I'm thinking, I mean, are the kids like, oh no, mom's baking again, or are they, oh, mom's baking again. And, you know, we're going to grab a cookie or how did they, how did they respond or, or are you just so clever with your time management that it's like no big deal? Or? Well, you know, I believe that
1: things are only as stressful as we allow them to be to a point. And so I just choose to, to have the mindset that December, it is going to be really busy. And you know what? We are, we don't even really say the word busy. I say productive. And I knew that there were going to be orders. And I was so thankful for every order that came in because that is my business and people were helping my business. And I was so grateful. And so no, my kids never, never had the reaction of, oh, you have to do another batch because that's not the tone that we set in our home. The tone that we set in our home is we got another order. Isn't that great? And the kids were excited. And then they would stand around and see if I messed any of them up so they could eat them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure where are the are there any crooked ones or <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking of that, which the whole time you're speaking, Elizabeth, I I'm just thinking that you are an amazing mom, amazing wife, amazing individual. And what a wonderful atmosphere to bring your children up in. I love the mindset. I love how you're saying, you know, we don't look at it like this. This is how we see this. And you're setting such a, um, just a positive, upbeat kind of tone in your home. And I just love that. Okay. So as you know, Elizabeth, a part of this podcast and indeed my ministry is about the the mindset or the attitude of gratitude and my ministry is called start with a grateful heart because for me personally gratitude has been the it's just a quick go-to that a pivot point for my thinking where I can, if I'm particularly sad or distressed or whatever, you know, that kind of we can call a negative emotion or just human emotion that I'm having, if I kind of don't want to get stuck there, stay stuck there, then I often, I've trained myself to say, okay, you know, what can you be thankful for? It sounds very simple, but it's kind of hard to do sometimes when you're, you know, really sad or whatever. But at any rate, I've, I've used gratitude in that way. And of course I'm thanking our Lord and savior and, you know, God, thank you so much for this or, or I really appreciate this. Thank you Lord for this blessing. And, and then maybe even finding the blessings uh, that, that are in that particular situation, because often it's not as bad as we may think it is. And, or there's something that we can find. And so I've, I've been working hard to train my mind to kind of say, okay, I'm going to go in this direction instead of the one that I'm, that I seem to be headed in. And then even the podcast choose to think is a, an echo of that, um, of the ministry in that we do get to choose our thoughts and the bible tells us to take thoughts our thoughts captive that that we should operate with a renewed mind every day and and so what i've learned over the past several years is that our our thoughts influence our emotions which in turn influence behavior often and so I'm I'm becoming more and more discerning about really what I what I think about. And something you said just a moment ago um, about even, you know, you, you don't have your family doesn't if if an order for cookies comes in, then it's not like, oh no, mom's going to, you know, be doing that now, but instead, oh yay, an order came in. And that that is it's, you know, you could look at that both ways. It could be like, "Oh, here we go versus what a what a blessing this is, actually. And how did you do that? How did you what has helped you the most with 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 harnessing that kind of um, you know le- logistical mindset to to where it seems very intentional and maybe that's just the way your family operates, but how did you instill that with, with your, with your children? I'm, I'm kind of curious. And how, how did you, how did you kind of do that? And, um, and how do you think that's impacted you personally or professionally? Does all this make sense? It does. Yes, absolutely. So honestly, that,
1: I I am intentional about that because I can either choose to have self-pity or I can choose to be grateful for the blessings that God has given me. Mm -hmm. And I was trained that way growing up. Excuse me, in our in our home growing up, my dad is he's still the hardest working person I know. And I've never heard him complain. And complaining was just not part of our home growing up. And so I think that's been a natural thing for me to transition into our family. Complaining is is not tolerated at, in our home. And I'm not saying it's never a temptation, but I don't allow it. And when a, one of my children is bringing something up to me that they are wanting to complain about, my response is, what is God trying to teach you in this situation, and what are you going to learn from this situation, and how can you be a blessing in this situation? And just trying to train that up early and hard work is one of the values that Matthew and I are intentionally uh, teaching our children. And he start my husband started flipping homes last year just on the side, and one of the reasons that we wanted to do that is so that we can take our children and they can be a part of that process and they are invested in that home that we are transforming for another family to live in and enjoy. And so having our children participate in the family and work and do chores and be involved to some extent in the businesses that we're choosing to to work at. It, it, it's, it's just the way we do things and it's just what we want them to value.
0: Well, that is amazing. You are such an inspiration and, um, I really appreciate your feedback on that. And, and cause I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I, I don't know, I've come about this maybe in a quite a bit more of a bumpy fashion but it doesn't matter because you know here we are and it's never too late to start doing what is right and Absolutely. to start speaking truth and adhering to truth and um and to you know to to teach that as well so you are just amazing and so articulate and thank you so much for for agreeing to take some time out, I know you're terribly busy, and and I just appreciate that. And I hope that that you get you get lots of orders, and that everyone can kind of take a big, a big bite out of these awesome cookies. It's been it has been really fun, and I so appreciate you
1: you um, taking the time to have me on here. This is an honor.
0: Boy, did I ever enjoy chatting with Elizabeth. I love her passion for adventure and doing life. And now my higher ground takeaways. Number one, love what you do and do what you love. Discover your talent. What do you find positively thrilling to do? You know, those things you lose track of time doing. Is it time for you to spring into action and share your natural gifting with others? Number two, never underestimate the power of encouragement and kindness. Whom are you undergirding these days? Whom are you helping and inspiring? Go out and support local Kentucky small businesses. Just a teeny bit of backing really does go a long way. Number three. What generational blessings were passed to you that you are passing down to your children and theirs? Is it a strong work ethic, a particular skill set, or positive mindset? Maybe it's time for you to join the long line of bakers, the wordsmiths, the creatives in your family tree. You can do it. Number four, at all costs, avoid the suffocating traps of self pity and complaining. Count your blessings instead. Be productive and be proud of it. Find the wonderful benefits associated with all your hard work. And number five, whatever you do, and in the spirit of Elizabeth's cookies, go big. Sink your teeth into new adventures. Who says you can't go to law school? Who says you can't start a business? Who says you don't have what it takes? Come on now, step out there. Shine your light. We're waiting. And remember, choose to think and choose wisely. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for giving each one of us a special talent, a mission on this earth, a job to do that only we can do. Help us to step into our purpose and passion today, and may you be glorified in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next week, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.